Welcome to another Dram Style Whiskey with an Agent. This one. All right. So, all right. Let's just. This is going to be about contracts. I know boring. it sounds super, super boring. Let me let me play some exciting music real quick. Muffle out the uh, crunching. All right. So now that we're all pumped with that amazing music, so contracts is not going to be the most exciting thing. We actually did a rather long show that you can find on YouTube, Facebook, um, and you can find it on our audio only too on Anchor.fm, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You can find it there, but it's like a two-hour-long show that we go through. We we really hit all of the points of the contract, but for the dram style, which we try to do a little bit shorter, what we're going to do, and it's, it's going to be hard, but we're going to have to power through, but we're going to hit just all the highlights, like basically all the areas of the contract for that you're going to see when you're selling your house or when you're offering um when you're making an offer on a house so it's called the as is residential contract for sale and purchase because guess what it's the one that you're using as a seller and it's the one that the buyer is using to purchase so that's why they call it for sale and purchase um it's written by lawyers and it's written by other you know it's it's a collaboration between lawyers and realtors that come up with the language and what should be in there and also his history things that happened in the past are like oh yeah we should put that in there to make sure that doesn't happen again so there's a lot of stuff in there that i'm going to skip through just because it's not something that we can change but the things that we can change or modify or we have to fill out we're going to spend a couple of minutes on it so should we get started did you have anything to to throw out there or well i do i thought what I'm you gonna, said was very compelling sir um while i'm explaining all this i'm gonna drink some of my fuji sanroku you didn't expect I'm me gonna... to have another whiskey did you no i didn't expect you to have another whiskey so dang I, uh, we were sticking with the whistle pit. oh that's and right so right we here. so go we just did it. we just did another dram style on commissions you should go and watch that one and uh, if you're on YouTube, guess what? I'll put up, I don't know which side. I think it's going to be on Chris's side. I'm going to put a little link up there um, to let you know where that dram style. Yeah, it's going to be up there somewhere, but it'll be a YouTube thing. So if you're watching on Facebook, then I don't know, just go to YouTube and, and find it. But I am going to write down that timestamp because if I don't, I will forget where to put it. So... I know, I know, I wasn't supposed to say that, but I did. I'm not supposed to tell you what goes on behind the scenes, but you know what, screw it. I have this sheet, and most of it is has nothing to do with, and I probably shouldn't even show you what's on here, but most no. of it has nothing to do, but these little things right here, 25 minutes at one hour, two minutes, one hour, eight minutes, um, those are my timestamps. So I'm very, I'm very organized. I'm very organized. It's all in one sheet everything like all my entire life is on one sheet so 
what else do you have to say? <laughs> uh, All right. Well, enough said oh. then. <laughs> Clear your throat and uh, let's get started. All right. Here's the contract. So, Chris, I'm going to just power through some of the stuff. And then if it. I'll, I'll like do a gentle pause, let you interject or or if well. That's fine. I'll just say shut up. Shut up. That's day. Hey, that works even better. I think that's more funny. Or a tribute that's... to uh, Gilbert Gottfried. You yes. fool! <laughs> you fool! Let's do that. Um, so this is the as-is residential contract for sale and purchase. This is written. Let me scroll down here to this. This is um, where is it at? Florida Realtors, right the there. Florida Bar as-is. Uh, so and it's revision okay. as of. 1021 so last year so then they they update this thing about every year right so yeah if not like give or take it, it, if not um twice a year sometimes yeah. they'll do it twice a year depending on like what else is happening in a very short period of time but generally the as is contract will change once a year right yep and this is the official one for the state of Florida if you're in a different state then it'll be a little bit different a lot of the stuff oh, might be the same but no, no. <laughs> it's well, no, the general it's core gonna... concepts the core right. concepts but it's completely different and uh and I've seen um five different states contracts before mm -hmm. and they're all just drastically different I hear okay. the stuff that they say and I'm just like that's the norm over there I'm mm -hmm. like that's the norm over here it's like that's right Wow, right. what's normal for us is not normal for uh, other states. Correct, correct. But for the most part, you know, some of the stuff will be similar. Some of it will be specific to that particular state. But um, let's let's go ahead and get started because so the dram styles we try to keep them, try to keep them a little bit shorter. So uh, this one may go a little bit longer. But so the as is residential contract for sale and purchase. So. Basically, you're going to start out with who who's doing the transaction, the, the seller and the buyer. So for this example, myself, I'm the seller. Chris Noon is the buyer. And I am selling. So the property description, this whole section here is going to describe what you're actually selling. So I'm selling 123 Whiskey Street, which is in Podcast, Florida. That's not an actual city in Florida. I'm just, I'm, I want to make sure. No, no it is. I mean... Have you and is anyone looking at Jared's background? That's what I'm buying. Well, that right. okay. It's well, yeah, sweet. it's, it's just this. It is. I, I, all yeah. all these buttons back the here. I have no no idea the what they do. The yes, well, it was. Sad. So, like, I have no idea what they do. Brand. That's that's it's why I'm selling thing. it. That's why I'm selling it. I don't know cool. what they do. Chris knows. He's a he's a he's the audio yep. guy. I went to school for audio engineering. So I brag. And brag. yes, and here I am doing real estate. <laughs> All right, so we've got the property description because everyone knows it as the address, right? But there's other things to identify a property. It's legal yes. tax description. You also have the tax ID number. Um, Correct. And then like I said, the, the legal description. But they got into too detail the legal description. Those are the three ways to identify it. And the legal description is probably the oldest way to identify Correct. a property. And the most Going accurate way for when you're getting a survey, that's mm -hmm. what... That's what surveyors are going to use. 
gotta make sure right? that legal description is accurate yes. because i have dealt with a couple of legal description issues before lately yep. and um yep. it's not an easy fix it's extremely difficult to it fix. can be I'm been, i've been dealing with one for over a year now so oh my it's goodness not, it's not yeah. just that pleasant um nice. so that's that we need to make sure that whenever you're purchasing or selling that the property description is corrected in its entirety yes. not only yes. the address or the tax ID, but probably the most important out of the three of those is the yes. legal description. Yep. Okay. Hire a good agent. Uh, They're going to be able to figure that out for you. Exactly. Yes. Pay for it too. Yep. So section right. D, <laughs> regarding so, personal property. So. Boot, yeah. So yeah, right here. So personal property. So essentially anything that is supposed to be be included. Um, so there's some default things such as, you know, certain kitchen appliances, ranges, refrigerators, dishwashers, disposals, so on. Uh, those things are, are things that are going to be automatically included as part of the contract. Things that are not included, such as washer and dryer, because so basically when you're going through this, you want to read this entire section and it'll tell you exactly what is included, what that seller has to leave behind. And if it's not in this section, guess what? You write it into this section, such as washer, dryer, toaster oven. If for some reason they had a really cool toaster oven that you wanted as part of the sale, I don't know. Um, or particular furniture or something like that. But you would have to write those specifically into this section. I know uh, on the long episode, um, Chris talked about a couple of uh, things where he had a seller that when, when it was a seller, right? That, that ended up taking some of the kitchen appliances and then they had to go out and buy, they took all of them. They had to, and then they had to go out or the agent had to go out. They had to go out and pay and, or buy or whatever. Yeah. He pretty much gave my buyers a check for, uh, mm. I think it was like $4,000, his entire yes. commission check went My to goodness. paying for the appliances yeah so it's um it's a really it's really important that uh, you got to understand too that writing supersedes mls i don't care what you say right, right. so, so yeah make sure that, it's on there that's a very very important point because what you read on the mls does not trump what is in this contract if it says in the mls that the seller is not selling the refrigerator and you know that they're taking the refrigerator and the stove and stuff like that but you don't put it into the contract guess what if that seller takes it oops they're out of luck they can't yep. the only time you can take something and it, whatever you do want to exclude from the purchase boom right there section e you have to put it here so if you don't if you have some high-end fancy gas stove that your grandmother gave you that you don't want to give up then you have to put it in this section this is the following items are excluded from the purchase surround so, sound deep freezers surround, additional yep. fridge in uh in the garage um, tv a, mounted on the wall TV, those TV. are those are big things so we kind of talk yeah, about sure. that on the the longer episode um all right so, so let's keep it moving Purchase price, pretty straightforward. What? How much are you paying for the house? In this case, Chris offered me a generous five hundred thousand dollars for one, two, three Whiskey Street, Podcast, Florida. 
because really, he has no idea that the amount of equipment he has behind him is worth more than that. And he has no idea that it's a green screen. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I know. You lied to me. I that know. That is the failure of Pacific Performance. I will sue you. No, you won't. See, watch. I just turned it off. It's not there. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so, so whenever you make your purchase price, um, you're going to go ahead. The uh, You have to have a good faith deposit. So su subsection A, initial deposit will be held in escrow in the amount of $5,000. In the right. state of Florida, the most common thing to do is essentially 1% of the purchase Correct. price. That shows mm -hmm. good faith because your paper is just worth paper when you submit this offer. You have to have right. a you have to have skin in the game. The only way to some, do that is some sort of value. Paper. Yes, exactly. And the only way to do that is with money. So mm -hmm. you have to put it in escrow. It goes to a title company or a lawyer. In the state of Florida, we have lawyers and we have title companies. By and large, we're going to be using title companies, all right? Mm -hmm. So when you go under contract, the buyer is going to deposit the money to the title company. The title company does not um, – they do not represent the seller. They do not represent the buyer. They are a neutral party. They are Switzerland, all right? Keep that in Correct. mind. Correct. So, yes. Um, when you when so when it and when it comes into an escrow dispute, and I'm getting a little ahead, but if if there's a dispute, both parties need to agree to the release of the escrow and to whom and to how correct, much. correct. Okay? So you want to skip a lot of nuanced details here, but just so you know that the money is safeguarded there. Um, it is. And then sometimes you can do a secondary deposit. So as you can see, there's a deposit of 5000 at the initial, and then there's a second deposit within a second. So this is like we're kind of getting to strategies when it comes to placing offers, right? Exactly. So uh, typically you want to do an additional deposit after the inspection period. An inspection period in Florida in today's market is between five and seven days and even a little bit shorter right now mm -hmm. uh, between four yeah. and, and four and six days. Yeah. So essentially, after that four or after that six day inspection period, you're going to deposit for a grand total of $10,000. That's a lot of Correct. skin in the game for a $500,000 house. But as of right now, in today's market right now, it's yeah. it's about average right now. But essentially, that's 2% um, of the purchase price, which again, it's, it's kind of like a strategy. Sometimes you might have to go a little bit deeper and do 3 or 4% to, to really show how serious you are in order to win uh, you're offered to win the bid on the house. So mm -hmm. uh, this next Correct. section here, financing. So essentially, if you're financing the house, how financing. much? Yeah, if you're financing, if it's not a cash deal, um, how much are you financing? This can be expressed <clears throat> as a actual dollar amount or it can be expressed as a, a percentage. I did this one as a percentage. And what it's going to do is it's going to put the remainder. So this would be your remainder balance to close um when you when you get to closing as far as your down payment goes so five 20 percent of you know you're you're financing 80 percent basically 20 percent of five hundred thousand is a hundred thousand dollars you've already put down ten thousand dollars so you have ninety thousand dollars left but make sure you read this this statement pretty carefully because ninety thousand dollars is not the end of what you're actually bringing to closing. So here, not including buyer's closing costs, prepaids, and prorations. So prorations being HOA fees, taxes, anything else that has to be prorated for like a yearly or an annual rate. Um, so 
and then all your other prepaids and things like that, such as uh, closing costs or how much the title company is charging you, uh, title insurance, lender, lender fees, uh, insurance. all that kind of stuff. All of that. Correct. So, so that ninety thousand is just kind of the starting point, and then it's it's going to be more than that. And usually, you can expect what three and a half percent. You know, usually I tell for for buyers closing costs is anywhere between two and four and a half percent. And the reason why it's a big variable because of taxes, because of insurance, because of HOA if there is. So that's that's really just kind of how it comes into play. Um, yep. so it's really about just kind of knowing before you owe or going to contract, understand it. Correct. Okay. Yep. So section three, time of acceptance and counter of offers, it's really black and white. So yeah. here's, you, you submit an offer and the seller has an acceptance deadline to either mm-hmm. accept that offer or Correct. not. They can either or- accept it, counter it or reject it. Um, yeah. so essentially if they are, if you're encountering situations so say it's uh so that says acceptance dates of day uh april 8th if you're if you're in negotiations for the next day or two essentially you don't necessarily need to update that um mm-hmm. you just need to make sure that the closing date which is at subsection uh right there a section four closing date is within a realistic time frame so right if you're negotiating then that acceptance date of april this is still fine but it's better right. to have a nice clean contract than anything it is um so it is all. so uh, going into the the closing date so so let's say they accept you know chris accepted or i accepted his offer of five hundred thousand dollars everything looked good so by april 8th i'm going to respond to him by either you know or if i'm accepting it i'm going to sign this contract and initial and and all that kind of stuff and that's what all of these little spots here at the bottom of each page, buyer's initials, seller's initials, you have to initial each page uh, to show, as and an it basically just as an acknowledgement that you've read each page. And and you should read each page. Yes, you're buying, Chris is buying this house for $500,000. You better believe he's going to be reading each page that he's going to be liable for. So you should read each page. Even if your agent goes through it with you, you should still review each page and ask him many, many questions. You should have many, many questions. Let me say, buyers that don't ask me a lot of questions, I get worried. That's just me. Mm-hmm. If they don't ask me a lot of yeah. I mean, I, I try to go through it, but me, as a, if, if I'm buying something, and even though somebody goes through a contract with me i take some of it in but then i'm going to review it and i'm going to have a lot of questions so I, you should come up with a few questions as a buyer to just ask your agent yeah. I, I i think good, good buyers will ask questions for sure yeah I, and that's, that's every buyer really every buyer will yeah. have a bunch of questions yeah all right um, so we're so- we're closing on on this one on may 31st and really that should be that should correspond with your lender so you should already be in contact with your lender we'll talk about that a little bit more in a second but your closing date should correspond with when you're going to be able to get your loan so if it's if it's going to take 25 days to get your loan you shouldn't have a closing date that's less than 25 days. If it's going to take 30, 35 days, you shouldn't have a closing date inside of that time frame. You should talk to your lender 
to figure out, you know, before you make the offer and say, hey, Mr. Lender, how, how long is it going to take you to close, to go to underwriting and get my CTC, my clear to close on this house? And he's going to tell you, hey, man, it's going to take me 20, right now it's 25 days. All right, cool. I'll pad that by a couple of days just to make sure. But yeah, because let's be honest, the the lender can say, oh, we can close this in 25 days or 30 days. But it really comes down to the buyer, too. If you right. are able to get all your documents turned in in time, on time, mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. you're going to have a very, very smooth closing. But if you start delaying, it's like, ah, I don't have time today. Ah, I don't feel like it. You're you're setting yourself up for failure and an extension. And the thing is, when you ask for an extension, the seller has to agree to it. And if the right. seller doesn't agree to it, say goodbye to your ten grand. Mm -hmm. You know, if I have to go to Jared and say, "Hey, listen, uh, I was uh, dragging my feet," um, and honestly, sorry. Less. I have other things that are more important than this house, but yeah. uh, can we extend this closing? Uh, say about two weeks. And if Jared says like, uh, no, no, man, I'm, uh, I'm already, I can't afford to keep it more than you know for longer. I can't afford to keep paying the yeah. the mortgage, and I can't afford you know. Yeah, the, the seller's under no obligation to extend it. A Correct. Day, a single day. They have right. no no. There is zero obligation to extend it. Right, single day, at all. That's why it's important to, to whatever you put there. Don't assume that you're going to be able to extend it. Never assume that you can extend it. It's okay to think that, you know, maybe we can if we get everything done sooner. Maybe we can close sooner. That's okay to think, but don't expect whatever you put in this. Expect on that day. If you get things done sooner, again, you can ask the seller and be like, "Hey, I've got all my." loan all my everything is ready to go can you close sooner i've got one case right now that um the buyer wants to to i'm working you know it's, it's just a contractual thing i'm working both sides the buyer wants to move up the the closing date but the seller just physically he can't you know he wants to move it up by a week but the the seller can't because he's like i i don't have time to move all of my stuff out sooner than what i agreed to yeah. uh the closing date so it you know it, like i like yeah. to see that like i like to see like when i get the the news that like hey we can close early i'm like awesome yeah. take it up with a seller can you are you in the position to move you're not obligated but are you in a position to move earlier yes or no and you just go from there you make the necessary adjustments yep all right so i'm kind of scrolling down here so this section six is not going to be, you know, if we're getting to this, it's, there's, you know, no. a lot of caveats going in, but you know, again, it's we're really something, on, right. There were uh, things that we're usually manipulating. So section, section seven. seven, typically this right here, uh, may not assign this contract. I'll usually allow, depending on the circumstance, this one to be checked. Um, I almost never allow this one to be checked. And basically the differences are the first one here that I have highlighted is somebody could, it's a wholesaler that they're looking to put a, a contract on your house. And then they're going to take this piece of paper, the contract that they have, and they're going to turn around and sell it for more money to somebody else. And you're never going to see that particular person again. You don't know who now is buying your house. I almost, it's more for investments and, and 
other other situations than just residential typical sales for the section here may assign but re, be released or may not be released from liability that one is okay uh, there's still sometimes a uh, couple of questions that as a listing agent if somebody presents that to me I have questions about but it's not a deal breaker um, typically what you'll see is may not assign this contract that means whoever's putting the contract on the house they can't assign it to anybody and they're the one that is going to buy your house at the end of the day yep financing 100%. should we just let's let's move on to financing so financing is a this huge is a it's a huge section but guess what we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on it because this is a shorter version if you want the longer version you're going to have to go watch the the longer version of our podcast or listen to it on spotify but essentially there's there's a couple of options here on Nancy. You're either going to pay cash or you're going to get a loan. There's some other options down below that, you know, we're not going to get no, deep there. We're not going to get other options down below. <laughs> no, there, there is. There's, there's these two, but it's... Oh, oh that's right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. We're, right. But it's, it's literally, it's for your typical contract, it's either going to be cash or you're getting some type of loan, whether it's a... Uh, conventional FHA or a VA loan. That's that's pretty much it. Or other. And there there's yes, there's some other ones. There's others. Um, there's some other ones. And then so what kind of interest rate? Used... Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, other fix. So essentially, like you have to disclose to a to a seller like what the intentions are and how you're gonna buy it. You can't say cash and ultimately get a a financing. If you do that, the agent's Correct. in trouble and you're in and you're in trouble. Okay. Yes. Um, so essentially, as you can see there, the contract is contingent upon 25 days. That's a loan protection period. So if you're mm -hmm. obtaining a loan, and this is what I was saying earlier, or maybe in a previous uh, episode, like the loan approval period cannot be longer than the close date. If your close date is 30 days out and your loan approval is 30 days out, mm -hmm. then um, it, that Oops. can't happen. The Oops. loan approval period must be less than the close date. Yes. So what is like, and that's a protection period. So there are measures in place in this contract that protects the seller and the mm -hmm. buyer. This contract Correct. does not, does not lean on one side or the other of the aisle. That's the yeah. importance of this contract. And that's why you have the Florida bar and the Florida realtors. The Florida yes. realtors want to make sure that uh, the buyer and the seller are safeguarded fairly and equally and the Florida bar is there to make sure it's done within the confines of the law. Okay? Yes, it, it is so, not a biased contract at all. It, at all. There's equal not protections for the seller, equal the, protection for the buyer. The only way it becomes biased is based on the terms that you Correct. as a seller accept. Correct. Correct. Okay. Yes, 100%. That's it, if, period. Yep. Because the buyer will always be offering. It's up to you. If that is going to be biased towards you, uh, or for you, or against yep. you, exactly. Right? Or you can do. There's many ways to make this as fair as possible in the sandbox. Yep. You know. Yep. So go. So this this financing section is really important for you to read through, and if anybody wants a copy of this actual contract that I have some dummy information, 
you can email me um, or either one of us at show at whiskeywithanagent.com and I'll send you a copy of this contract just so you can read through it. It's it's important to just have an understanding of what all is in here because there's a lot of stuff that we don't fill out and we don't change the terms or we don't add our own little, you know, numbers in here that still affect that still affect how what the outcome of the contract is going to be should something go wrong or change or whatever the case may be so it's very 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 important to and understand you to, what you should be able to get this to the fordal realtors.org as well contracts yes. and done all this should yes. be public information you should but i want them to email me and that's fine sir okay <laughs> right. don't scroll on to the next we, section all right, it's next section. Section, so, section nine. Yep. Closing costs. Yes. Yes. So this is this section is pretty. I, right now, we're not changing anything in here. There's there's everything that's to be paid by the seller is being paid by the seller. Everything that's to be paid by the buyer is being paid by the buyer. Nothing nothing in here is being changed. You know, the sellers aren't paying for buyer closing costs or vice versa right now. Or, well, sometimes buyers are paying some of the sellers closing costs or, but it, it, it depends. Um, but right now, for the most part, just, this is just explaining what you're paying as a seller and what you're paying as a buyer. So, and that's, that's all you need to know. If anything is marked in here. Make sure you go to your agent and say, "Hey, what, what, why, what's other? What are they putting in here? What?" So it's it's important. Yep. Um, title, evidence, and insurance. I just typically leave this blank, but it's uh, if and then. So one of the things you'll notice that Hold on. It, you know what I was gonna say um, before that. So the cost to be paid by seller and buyer a lot of this stuff a lot of people don't understand owner's policy charges seller uh lender title policy endorsements municipal lien search what is this what is this so we're in the era of no before you owe right so mm -hmm. if you as we proceed through this contract and you can you can look on the longer version because we go more in depth with this but all mm -hmm. of these terms starts getting broken down as we further go into the contract. Yep. So essentially, yeah, the next section here, title, evidence, and insurance, and then the subsection of that, you'll actually see where the lender's title policy and then the owner's policy and charges, both a seller and a buyer's cost will be broken down further. So yep. that we have a greater understanding because like we're in the era of no before you are, uh, no before you owe, we're not in a repeat of 2007, 2008. Yep. Yep. And I know we're yeah. going a little bit longer than normal on, on this one. We're trying to get through it as, as quickly as possible, but yeah. it's, almost, this is, there. yeah, this is super, super important stuff when I, and it doesn't matter if you're, if you're a seller, because you're going to see this contract at some point, mm -hmm. if you're a buyer, it's super, super important to see this contract because this is what you're offering to a seller. So the rest of the stuff here, um, or, well, this section here, typically the first option is going to be checked. Seller shall designate a closing agent. That's, I'm not going to get into the differences between the two, but um, 
typically the first option is going to be checked. So if you see something other than that, then question your well, agent. Okay, so the reason why that one is most commonly checked because in the state of Florida, the seller usually determines who the closing agent is, whether it be a lawyer or a company. And yep. when you and you see that on the MLS designated who the preferred agent is, then that's when you click click it. If it's a strategy move for a buyer to pay uh, to choose a title company or a lawyer, then essentially the buyer is understanding that the buyer shall designate closing agent and pay for the yeah. policy and charges. But when you do yeah. that, you also inherit additional closing costs. And as Correct. a buyer, you mm -hmm. pay the most. Yes. Yep. The biggest expense for a seller is the, is the commissions. That's it. So yep. as a yep. buyer, you have a down payment and you have closing costs. That's thousands, thousands more than a seller. Yep. hundred percent. Uh, let's see home warranty. Basically, you know, right now, most everything is just doesn't apply. Nobody's buying home warranty for the other, for the other person. Um, not right now. A special assessment. So this is kind of an important one, but so option A is the default. So if neither one of these are checked uh, right here, option A shall be deemed selected. So basically what this is, special assessment, this has to do with the governing or some sort of government placing some sort of special assessment on your neighborhood. So let's say they do a, um, uh, they pave a road and then they're going to they're the government will pay half of it and then they're going to charge the homeowners that that benefit from it the other half and what they're going to do is they're going to charge each homeowner that benefits a special assessment so option a is to me is the most fair thing because whoever owns the house is paying installments on that special assessment and then once you close now the new person that owns the house is paying the special assessment for that so uh, option b is just basically saying um when you close before you close on the house the seller has to pay the full amount of the special assessment and i just oh. don't think that's uh, really fair so <laughs> you um, think that's fair no not not, not at all not at see, all see it, it will become fair in a buyer's market so Cor well yes it's really is really yes. depending on like where the market lies so like a that home is warranty, true just back a little bit if it was a buyer's market the seller is doing everything they can to uh entice the buyer to buy them so they'll offer a warranty um and whereas like also if there's an assessment because a rate a road was paved a park was installed and now you're paying right. for that a seller mm -hmm. will go ahead and pay for that at time of closing uh in, in full just to entice the buyer but in that's this true. market, and currently a seller's market, hell no, uh -uh. hell no, no, uh, the, sir. The buyer has to offer their firstborn, and they're left yeah. to be able to get an offer accepted right now. It's right. So it's so, really dependent. Oh, yeah. It's really dependent. Yep. But just keep in mind that this doesn't apply to like HOAs or condominium assessments that's totally no, different it's it's not completely it different it, so it says it right there it too, does not including does. hoa right so so yeah just just be aware of this again read through it so what i'm going to do now is a lot of this stuff here none of this stuff we can change so it's i'm going to leave it up to you as the viewer or the listener to go through it and just read it 
or get with your agent and have them explain each section, but I'm not going to go through each section there. Number 12, unless, did you have any? The meat and potatoes. This is the meat and potatoes. I don't have anything. Uh, But this is the meat and potatoes of the Aziz contract. Oh, yeah. Right here. Property inspection with right to cancel. This is what makes it an Aziz. The seller can sell the property as is, but you have the right to cancel. Yes. And you put in your your time right here. You have your date. You have your days, and that's what's called the inspection period. And essentially, like at buyer's sole discretion, mm-hmm. the property is not acceptable to the buyer. The buyer may terminate the contract by delivering written notice. So, yeah, I have 10 days to back out of this. If I wake yeah. up on day nine and my stomach is hurting and it's twirling, and it's because I ate chicken wings last night, but the only thing that my rational mind can come up with is like, it, uh, it must not meant to be. Then right. I'm gonna go ahead and back out. You can sole discretion. The keyword is sole discretion, and that and gives you the right. I don't have to. I do not have to tell the the seller why. Right. As I much as they're gonna want to know and ask, you're like, why, why, what can we do? Sure. Anything? What you know? It yeah. as a buyer, sometimes it's just best to say, you know, hey, we're they changed their mind. They're they're no longer interested, or they're not gonna buy it. Here's the cancellation and release. We would like the escrow 100% return to the buyer. And and then that's it. Guess what? They're going to get don't... it. They agree to it. You agree to yes. it. Yes. Yes. As a seller, and that's... you agree to it. There is no day nine. Well, I, I am entitled to at least half that deposit. No, you're not at all. And notice, what notice, how this, notice how this section, notice what's different about this section. The reason, mm-hmm. you know, it... Notice how it's so important that what did they do? They put it the entire section. Look at all these other sections, not in bold. There's this one that is in, you know, capital letters or whatever, but all these are not in bold. This section right here, the entire thing is bolded. And italicized. And italicized. That's how important this one section is. And that's why Chris says this is the meat and potatoes of this entire contract. So... That's it's Everything. very very important. That's it. That's it right there. Um, let's let's keep moving down. And I'm look, man. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going because I know all you guys are like, oh oh wait wait stop 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 stop. No no, I want to see that. No, Too bad. You got that. you no, got to email us and I'll send you a copy of this. Man, I can't scroll fast enough. Okay, here we go. Addendum. There's a ton of addendums. There's a lot of addendums that can go with the contract. Common ones are going to be like FHA, VA financing, if if that applies to you. Um, lead paint, if it's built before 1978. Yeah, HOA disclosure, defective drywall. Those are going to be more of the common ones. Some of the other ones are sort of outliers uh ho- homeowners flood insurance that's that's another one if you live in a flood zone um that's got to go with a new it one, a new one that i've seen is the escalation clause the that, escalation that clause under other in the state of florida if you are contingent on the sale of your home you have yep. to disclose that your property is up for sale or under yep. contract correct so that's that's a writer v 
uh, sale of buyer's property. So yep, right um, here. whatever you have to disclose, you have to have an addendum. So you have your contract mm -hmm. with just 12 pages. But if your house falls in the year 1975 and the buyers pay an FHA and the buyers also contingent upon the sale of their property and it's the properties also in the HOA, you're going to have to have all those addendums. You're going to have to have the HOA, the mm -hmm. FHA, Mm -hmm. The sale of the buyer's property and the lead-based paint disclosure. All those need to be checked, and also all of those need to be supplied to correct. Uh, not supplied to, but supplied with your offer with. to to a buyer to a seller. Yep. So these are these are extra forms that have to be filled out and signed or initialed or both. They have to they have to accompany this entire contract that we just talked about. All of these, you know, whatever forms apply to the sale have to accompany this contract and they have to be checked on this document. Correct. Um, additional terms, this is, this is just something, if there's something, so I've got one where um, the seller has to finish installing a fence in the backyard and they have to do a couple of things to the kitchen um, before the close of the contract. So I had to put that in the additional terms. That's what the buyers wanted. And so I had to put that in there. So we have to satisfy. So that's where you'd put things like that or whatever the case is, you know, so um, I don't Do you use this section a lot, Chris? Um, it really depends on the buyer. It's yeah. really what it comes down to as well as like the seller. Like it, it really comes down to a situational. It, there's no real standard of things. There's not. Um, closing costs can be considered a standard uh, appraisal gap right now, appraisal waiver right now. Mm -hmm. um, there, there's a lot of things. Um, personal property should not be in there because if you are financed, then the contract will go to the underwriter. The underwriter can see that and be like, well, hold on. Does this purchase price reflect that additional Correct. property? So yeah. there's, there's, this is, this is also why you, you hire a professional to understand the gray areas of the Correct. contract. Cause it's, Correct. Because it's black and white on paper, but uh, there's, there's gray areas. Mm -hmm. um, and there are, things that that should be omitted or should not be on the additional correct section um, so I, anything, I, I did a deal and usually anything monetary should be yeah. on additional terms yeah it's and i i did a deal recently where we sold the house with all the furniture but yes we put in a separate you know form we said you know selling with the furniture but has you know doesn't contribute i forget how i worded it doesn't contribute any monetary value to the purchase price but then in a separate document we we listed out we had to go through the house and write down each piece of furniture uh that was being included from pictures on the wall to coffee tables to couches to bed to mattresses to everything and that. then all the parties had to sign that to make sure that yes, this is what I'm selling, and the buyer said this is what I'm buying. So, yep. so again, it's just it's something that that we go through. It took me a little bit to do, but nonetheless, it's something that has to be done, and that's what. But that's why it's important to hire a professional, like Chris said, Always. to get that stuff done. So, at the end of this counter offer, you can check that box if you want, or. I, I don't even think it 
really matters. I mean, if you're countering, you you strike out, you know, what you're countering, you put you fill in what you want, and then you just send it back. And obviously, it's a counter offer. The fact that you check or not check this, it it doesn't really matter. Um, and then you have signatures. Everybody has to sign. The seller is going to sign it. The buyers are going to sign it. Um, and that's pretty much it. You have your broker information, the listing agent, the sales agent. Um, but that's that's it. I mean, when I say that's it. You're going to find the hell out of this. Like, yeah. Keep in mind, there's so many more nuances. And if you want the nuance discussion, go watch us get drunk while we discuss contracts. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. It, it's there's that, that's the, like unless you're actually buying or selling that's when you need to sit down with one of us or an yeah. agent in your local area your friend your neighbor whoever and actually yep. go through oh you yeah you need to you need to have that yeah yeah so well, that's got the music this time that's pretty much it i mean it's it that's all we got uh that's about the that as fast as anybody could go through a contract it really and is. like, and we we literally skipped over quite a bit of things just to make this a little bit quicker. But if you have more questions, ask your agent or call us, email us, text us, reach out to us on Facebook. Whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to charge you for asking yeah. me a question. Chris is a guy. You, you don't charge yeah, people to ask you a question. Yeah, yeah exactly. No. So. Um, I tell you what, uh, if, I might even come have a whiskey with you and talk about contracts in person. Yo, I will happily have I, a whiskey. I would do that in a heartbeat. heartbeat. In a heartbeat. 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 All right, that's going to be another one. I'm writing that down. I am too. Damn it. You're, you're, we're both writing down, but we should be talking on the show. Oh, you're so slow. I already wrote it down. I know. All right. Silence we should. Sir. Oh, sorry. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Damn it. I hit the crickets button again. <laughs> 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 oh,